This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at CraftSanity.com. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing and knit and paint and dance and spin, would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy... Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Art and Craft Creativity, Interviews with people who make, they are here to help keep you sane. Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity. Okay, so we're on Delta, what is it, 2231, I think. Heading into Detroit. I'm here with Andy Corner. Just like a street corner, he's told me. We're having this recorded conversation because uh, I'm very self-conscious about a book I just pulled out of my backpack. And some people might think, Jennifer, you said you never read Fifty Shades, and, and it wasn't Fifty Shades. Instead, it might be something even more uncomfortable for me. It's a book called Cats and Hats, 30 Knit and Crochet Patterns for Your Kitty. Now, this is a book that I'm going to be interviewing the author, Sarah Thomas, soon. And, and I respect Sarah and her commitment to making uh, headgear for cats. I, I do appreciate that a lot. However, I've gone through a bit of a transition myself where I am a dog person. Uh, I've had two dogs in my life. And uh, the problem is now I'm, I've adopted a cat and I'm kind of becoming a cat person and I'm worried about that. So when I pulled this Cats and Hats book out, what did I say to you? She said you apologized for it, sort of. Well, I said, oh, this is probably defensive. Yeah, I was kind of, I kind of, and I, and it's not any slam at all to Sarah, because I, again, I respect that she's committed to this and really is making a marketable product. She's got a book deal. I've not yet to get a book deal, so props to Sarah. But I guess I'm just feeling like I need to explain, because if you are knitting hats for cats, it says something about, you know, what you're into. It's, you're really into cats. Where, or concerned that their heads might get cold. Right. You're concerned that their fur will not be enough. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. And this week, we're breaking format just a tad. I recorded interviews on planes via Skype, and I probably would have kept talking to people about cats in hats and hats for cats, but I kind of ran out of time. So on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to bring you an interview with Sarah Thomas, the author of Cats and Hats, 30 Knit and Crochet Patterns for Your Kitty. This book, well, I brought it with me to New York when I went a couple weeks ago, took a trip to New York with my journalism students. And on the way out there, I did some embroidery. I didn't I guess, feel comfortable pulling this book out. I don't know really why. So when I sat with strangers on the way back, Andy Corner (laughs) was the first person that I kind of outed myself to as a cat lady. And uh, I kind of feel like I'm a cat lady in training. Like I don't have a cat sweatshirt. Well, as you could hear in the the intro there, I (laughs) was embarrassed to be knitting 
a hat for a cat on a plane and in front of a fellow professor <laughs> from a Michigan college. I mean, it was just a weird situation. But uh, I have to say it was incredibly fun. I had a great time. The plane ride seemed very, very short because of this silliness. Full disclosure, I have knitted a party hat and I made a mohawk for Justine and then I made a mohawk for the cat of one of my students. We're going to be posting some more cats and hats information. And now it's time to thank my sponsors, acshomeandwork.com and all you folks on Patreon who are contributing to keep this podcast going. I appreciate it so much and I hope you will be entertained by this episode. So let's move on to the conversation that I recorded with Sarah Thomas. She is a 30-year-old Nashville, Tennessee resident and an avid knitter. She got her start actually going to fashion design school in England. And instead of going into the fashion design world for people, she has ended up knitting hats for cats and selling them on Etsy. And now her book is coming out this week cats and hats 30 knit and crochet patterns for your kitty and it is hysterical this book really you can page through and even if you don't knit or crochet this is a craft book that people are going to page through and you could leave it out on your coffee table and it will be amusing but it's very important to note that this is not intended to be mean to cats Um, some cats like these hats this is a little cat lady tip here If you hold on to your cat and have someone else take the photo, uh, that seems to work best because, um, yeah, otherwise, you know, the cat might be looking away or doing, you know, you can just kind of do it quickly and then get the hat off the cat. So anyway, I I really never envisioned myself giving out advice on how to photograph cats with hats on. But, you know, I'm definitely in this phase of my life where I'm kind of going where the wind blows me and... (laughs) having as much fun as I can. And Justine did not bite me. We're still friends. She still, you know, came and jumped up on my chair when I was working late into the night um, on some work that my students have turned in. So, so yeah, all is good in the Ackerman Haywood household. And Justine and I are still pals. So it's important to know that. Okay. So grab a project, a cup of tea and settle in for a conversation about cats and hats and what inspired this whole concept. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, be on the Craft Sanity podcast, and I'm looking forward to talking to you about your book, Cats and Hats, 30 Knit and Crochet Patterns for Your Kitty. And I have to say, I have never seen anything like this. (laughs) This is a pretty (laughs) unique book. I'm really curious about what inspired you, even though I know it was probably the two cats that you spoke of a moment ago. Uh, Were your cats your inspiration for this book, or was it something else? So actually, it kind of started when I was in, I studied fashion design in London, and while I was there, I worked in a knitting shop, and I had kind of knitted before, but that was the first time that I really learned how to read patterns. I started writing some basic patterns, um, but I never really, like, found my niche. I I love knitting, but sometimes the longer patterns lost interest for me. So when I adopted my first cat, Dorothy. She was like eight weeks old. And I was obsessed with trying to make her into like a little toy dog. I would like put her in tiny t-shirts and stuff. And so I was like, I'll knit her a tiny hat. And it kind of clicked because it was a quick project. And I started developing hats for her. And I like 
did like a Fleetwood Mac hat collection for her. And like, now, a Fleetwood, finally, I wait, decided. Wait, wait. I want to interrupt you. If I could just interrupt you for a yeah. second, Fleetwood Mac. Absolutely. What exactly oh, yeah. do those I, hats look like? Well, I well, I did a rumors inspired cat hat collection. Um, really early on, like initially in 2009, when I launched my Etsy, I kind of put it up there. And it basically, I just used the song titles and kind of like interpreted them in colors and stuff. It was kind of, it was, I was really blending my fashion school experience with it. Um, I don't quite, you know, go that direction with them anymore. But for me, it was a way to satisfy like really creative and, and, they're not super simple. Like you can do a lot of techniques with it, but it's quick. It's like an hour to two hours. And then you have something that to me was super gratifying. So yes, I love cats, but it also was a way for me to experiment with my knitting. Too. Okay. So, so, so where, were you, where were you studying in London? I studied at American Intercontinental University. Um, uh, it's on like, it's kind of near Selfridges in London, actually. And I lived on the East End okay. side. And then yeah, the, awesome. the, the knitting shop that you were working at, or were you, you working there or were you? I did. I worked at a knitting shop there. It sort of was in the Soho district. I learned how to knit early on, but we also readdressed it in school. So it okay. kind of was just in line with fashion. Right, right. And did you end up completing the program in fashion design? You know, actually, I did not. I um, had a professor that I admired greatly, and he was like, you don't really seem to care about the competitive side. It's very competitive, or it can be. He was like, I think you love the art of it, and I did. And so I ended up just moving home back to Nashville and to be closer to my family. And um, that's kind of where my passion to start an Etsy was born. Okay. I wanted to express myself still, but I knew that fashion design was just not going to be the road for me. When you returned home... What did you end up doing? Did you get another job at a knitting shop here, or what, what did you end up doing? Um, no, actually, so uh, where I live, and it's, it's just a little small part outside of Nashville, there's a little really charming historic area. And in high school, I worked at a gift shop there for a woman named Mary Ann Myers, and she's kind of been a mentor to me. She has owned several small businesses, and so I kind of, when I moved back home, um, I was working for her, kind of developing, like, the branding and marketing and, and retail things for this small business. So that's kind of where I got some business skills, which really helped with Etsy. It helped mm-hmm. a ton to, like, work in a, in a retail storefront while doing that. And then you launched your shop. It looks like I'm on your Etsy shop right now. It looks like oh, yeah. that <laughs> was... Um, 2009 when you launched your shop and you have quite a selection of cat hats (laughs) here so for those who don't want to if people are not interested in knitting their own and they don't Mm -hmm. you know they're not so the book would not be for them that book is for the knitters Mm -hmm. out there they can go to your Mm -hmm. your etsy shop and buy finished hats and also i see these little bow tie collars you have here reindeer reindeer ears pumpkin or carrot hats a leprechaun Mm -hmm. hat Easter mm-hmm. bunnies. So you're busting out all the stops. A little heart. I heart I, new cat hat, Valentine yeah. hats. Um, I love a seasonal design. Yeah. I love seasons. How many of these have you sold, would you say? How many hats have um, you made? I, I, I usually estimate I've probably made uh, probably like 1,500 hats, oh I would goodness. say. Um, I only started, so I wrote a cat hat pattern initially, but I never really published it. So when I was approached with the book idea, that's the first time I've ever written 
the knitting patterns out. They were always just in my head. So I've always just knitted them. So I can definitely knit anything for people. That's kind of like my comfort area. Um, writing patterns is new to me, but I love doing it. Um, so I'll be offering more patterns in my shop. But yeah, for sure, I probably knit... Like, usually at the holidays, I'm, like, cat hat crazy lady. Like, all my friends just have to come sit with me because I'm, like, I can't go anywhere. I'm knitting cat hats right now. It's Christmas. <laughs> Everyone wants a reindeer cat hat. <laughs> you can come to me. <laughs> oh, wow. So so you give these out as gifts as opposed to, I mean, you're not just selling them. You you actually just give these to folks. I for, have. Okay. I have gifted them. Um, I I just actually sent some off to an animal shelter in Washington, D.C., just outside of Washington, D.C. They like to use them for adoption photos, so uh, and which is so fun. Um, So I've kind of done a little bit of that. Um, But yeah, mostly I, you know, usually I expect like three to four hundred cat hat orders between August and December. So, and it takes me about an hour per hat and I do work full time. I, right now I'm a brand manager for an architecture firm. So, um, it's a really great side project, not full time yet, but. Do do you want to be doing this full time? Do you want to be making cat accessories full time? Well, (laughs) I definitely want to continue designing knitwear patterns. My grandmother, who I referenced in that book, was an amazing knitter. She knitted baby clothes, uh, clothes for adults. So I definitely want to pursue larger, more intensive projects. Um, and I'd like to continue doing that wherever it takes me. I'm just going to follow it because I, I never thought that Cat Hat was going to be what's sold on Etsy, but I'm grateful that it yeah, is. Yeah, well, apparently that that's exactly what's selling on Etsy. And, yeah. <laughs> and and you call your shop Scooter Knits. So do you have a yeah. cat named Scooter? Is this? Uh... Um, no, actually, um, that is a nickname that my boyfriend gave me because I, so like, I'm not a person who can just like hang out. So the reason that I knit is because like, I can't just sit down and watch TV. And so he would always say that I was like scooting around, like doing this or that. And it kind of just, load for me okay yeah. um so i've with scooter so <laughs> yeah well it seems to work it's a cute name for a shop i actually um took your book on a trip to new york that i took last week with my students uh-huh. uh, i teach college journalism and That's i an took awesome. this I book with me so kind of outed myself in front of my students as um you know a, a cat <laughs> lady and a knitting mm-hmm. cat lady which is i think there should be like another level of cat lady um, it is. You know, when you are sure. knitting for your cat, it's like you've kind of achieved a higher level of cat ladyness or hood Absolutely. or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, and then I took it a little further because, you know, I don't know about you, but how do people respond to you when you are knitting? Do you knit in public, knitting cat hats? I mean, how's that gone for you? I have. How do um, people okay, respond? Well, it's, um, it's super interesting. I think you bring up a really interesting point. People don't know how to respond because I think they have this fear. They're like, how many cats do you have? <laughs> they, they think that, like, I'm probably some obsessed cat lady. Okay, well, I am obsessed with my cats. I love animals, and I think that we should value and cherish them because they're special. Um, but I I try to inject humor into, like, if you read the little write-ups I do on Etsy, Mm -hmm. um, it's a very dry humor about it. So I have a very humorous approach to it, and uh, I love watching people. So some people just assume that I'm, like, out of my mind, like, obsessed. 
And I'm like, ah, okay, cool. And then other people, like, they totally get it. They're like, this is awesome. Like, I'm, I'm with you. Um, but I love that idea of redefining the cat lady. Like, you don't have to be a grandma with, like, <laughs> 20 cats and, like, your house slippers on, which I, by the way, I have house slippers. Like, no offense. Um, I love redefining that, like, you can knit and you can have cats and you can, you know, be cool about it. Like, it's, it's funny. We can have a sense of humor about our own love of them uh but definitely when I'm knitting them in public people are like wow that's and I've shown them at some craft shows and I love connecting with people it's a great talking point for sure it definitely is but what happened is I got on a plane and I was flying from LaGuardia to Detroit I sit down in the chair the gentleman next to me was you know just sitting there and I thought oh boy you know this guy is I'm gonna pull out this book and he's going to wonder like, what the heck is going on and this lady must be crazy and you know because I'm definitely not as secure in my cat ladiness as some people are and I just kind of like think geez I can't believe I'm doing this because like I said I started out as a dog person mm-hmm. so for me this is a complete departure I never envisioned owning a cat I mean just it's crazy where my life has gone and, um, yeah. and so anyway I very slowly pull this book your book out okay so I pull out cats and hats and I placed it, like, I had my coat on my lap, and I kind of put my coat over the book a little bit. So I'm like, okay. And I, mm-hmm. and I kind of looked right at the guy next to me, like, it, can he handle this? And um, <laughs> and I decided that I would just do a preemptive strike, and I would explain what I was about to do. And, mm-hmm. and so I revealed the book, and I said, uh, yeah, this is probably one of the more unusual things that you've seen on a plane. I said, I am about to knit a party hat for my cat, and I'm going to use this book. And the man just was like okay, you know, all right. And, and yeah. uh, we got to talk in a little bit. And then I said, you know, I'm actually a podcaster and I would kind of like to document the interaction and what people are, how people are responding to me making a cat hat on a plane about this book. And I said, so would you yeah. mind if I start my recorder and I, I, we talk about this book and we page through it together a little bit. And this man, uh, I guess, I mean, he couldn't go anywhere. He was in the window seat. You know, I kind of had him barric- <laughs> like blocked oh, in. He could, he yeah. was trapped with a cat lady and a knitting cat lady <laughs> at that. And so I'm like, okay, you know, captive audience. His name is Andy Corner. It turned out he's a professor as well. And he teaches at, at Michigan State. And I, um, oh. yeah, so I, I, <laughs> we commence paging through this book and chatting about the book. What do you make of this? Do you have a cat, first I of all? I don't have a cat. I have okay. a dog. You have a dog. Would your dog wear a hat like this? No. Okay. Would you Would you be upset if someone tried to put a hat on your dog? I don't know if I would, but the, the dog probably yeah, what is your dog? What is your dog's name? Cammy. So are you warming up to this concept at all, or are you still thinking um, that this is a little strange? It's a little, little excessive, but I guess it wouldn't be any different than that man for a baby. Well, I guess you know, if, if you really are into baby, cats. Yes, if you're really into cats. Yeah. Want to do a knitting project and you have a cat? It's kind of could be kind of cute. So after I talked to Andy, then I uh, had to catch another plane from Detroit to Grand Rapids, where I I live mm-hmm. in suburban Grand Rapids, and I met another gentleman uh, <laughs> on the plane, and <laughs> and the same thing happened because I was still knitting. I was still knitting hats, and uh, this mm-hmm. man actually took pictures of me knitting, like just my hands. He's like, "Oh, I'll take pictures." Oh wow! You know, and wow. he got very into it. And um, we took a selfie. We're showing the knitting, the book. And I mean, it was ridiculous. And this is a little clip from a conversation that I had with Salvatore Jimenez Flores on the flight from Detroit to Grand Rapids. He's an artist and very cool about the whole hats for cats thing that was going on over in my seat. I mean, what do you think about this? When you see this book, what do you make of this? I mean, I think it's cute. You can I mean, look- for someone who 
enjoys uh, the craft of making hats for cats. <laughs> Did you know there was such a thing? I didn't know there was such a thing. Let's chat about this book. This book that I've been showing mm -hmm. to random non-knitters on planes, um, <laughs> which they like, and people are paging through. And I find that this is probably the only knitting book that I've shown, the knitting and crocheting book that I've shown to people who don't knit or crochet, that they actually want to keep paging through because of the cats. And mm -hmm. it's really something else. You know, we know how cats are a sensation on YouTube, but what kind of response right. are you getting to your book? Like, how are people responding to your book? Um, well, it's been really interesting because it, where I work, I brought in a copy and just kind of set it out because I wanted to see. And also my coworkers, I don't think that they knew really how to talk to me about it initially. <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm going to set this out there. And uh, people, I got the best response from people who, you know, say that they don't like cats. And certainly aren't knitting. So mostly like some men. And they couldn't put it down. They were like hysterically laughing at the personalities. <laughs> that kind of comes through. Because a lot of the hats I was you know, trying to capture different attitudes that cats can have. And it delights me. Like it just, it makes it worth it. So I'm kind of like, okay, I feel really, I feel good about it. If I can capture their attention and they like, you know, aren't cat people and definitely seem skeptical and then they're chuckling I'm like this is great now you but know, how do you, you can know, make them happy now how do you know like this is the part that worried me because I was like okay I'm uh. trying to tell them like we actually looked I paged through with both these people my fellow passengers on these planes uh -huh. we paged through and I said okay so what do you think about these hats and um it was really interesting because, you know, they said some interesting things to say about the hats, but I couldn't tell if they were laughing with me or laughing at me. Now, what right. has your experience been? How do you separate, how do you kind of sort that out for yourself? Okay, so, like, when you make cat hats, you, so, like, I guess I have, like, six years on it. I have six years on this. So you've done this for six um, years. I just kind of, I'm just like, yeah, it, yeah, I do this. It, it is what it is. So, um... I don't really concern myself if they're laughing at me or with me because <laughs> because I'm like, if I can get them to laugh, like, if this can just, like, for a moment maybe bring a smile on their face or stick in their mind as a chuckle <laughs> later on, like, I'll take them laughing at me for a second. Right. I hope that they laugh with me. <laughs> um, I tell myself that. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I kind of, I guess I got a little more thick-skinned about it after the first year so especially doing craft shows in person because they're on display now do you ever bring so a, you like do you ever bring a cat with you to the craft show no no um i would love to have a cat that would be tolerant of that but i feel pretty <laughs> lucky that dorothy's even willing to wear them for me um right. she definitely talks an attitude with me justifiably so i mean you know um so yeah no but that would be awesome so is dorothy awesome in the book again. Is Dorothy in the book? Uh, Dorothy is not a model in the book. They actually use shelter cats in London, which is where the book was photographed. Oh, wow. Um, so they, yeah, so they use these, like, amazing models for this book. Like, they did such a good job. But Dorothy is with me, like, kind of in the um, front of the book wearing some of the hats, and she's certainly featured all over my Etsy. So. Okay. Um, so you mean by the author photo? Is that Dorothy in the photo? That is, well, okay, so that's actually Sinclair. He's a kitten. He'll be two okay. um, next month. 
Uh, he will not wear the hats. He eats the hats. He, like, <laughs> hates the hats. Like, he could not have a worse cat mom because I'm like, wear this hat, and he hates them. Um, but he was the one who was willing to, like, like pose and, like, strike a pose, which was kind of a bummer. But she's actually kind of down there, like, wearing a few hats on that author page. Okay. Um, and she's, like, amazing. She She really puts up with me a lot more than I think most cats would. <laughs> and so it, for you, I mean, I know I, when I put the party hat on Justine, uh-huh. let me just tell you, she gave me a look and it wasn't basically saying let's party. I'd say it was, no. I will bite you if I could, you know, <laughs> it's right. What she, are you doing? she was not happy. So what do you say to people who are buying these hats or making these hats? Like, how do you get your cat to like wearing a hat? <laughs> I think it kind of goes back to the idea of, like, you should have a really great relationship with your animal. Like, because you're asking them to do something that like, they're like, you're insane. <laughs> so, um, obviously, you know, some cats are not cut out for it, Sinclair. I get some really great, hilarious, and there's one on my Instagram where he, you can see him eating the, like, tie of the hat, and it's, it's like he's spazzing out. Um, so, it's still, like, a great way for me to, like, capture his personality uh, but he's not good for, like, just modeling. So I don't put them on him, like, all the time. So first of all, like, if your cat hates it, like, just be, you know, be content with the hilarious outtakes. But, you know, um, give it some time. But treats are really great. Uh, I think, like, trying to keep a calm environment is super important. So, like, don't, like, laugh too loud or, like, startle <laughs> them a lot or, like, don't use a flash on your camera. <laughs> like anything you can do to minimize. Don't laugh. Uh, did you say? In. Did you just say don't laugh too loud? <laughs> don't laugh too loud. So like that was definitely something initially uh, when I first started making them. We like lost our minds. Like I didn't know what I was going to do for Essie, but we like lost our minds, like laughing at these tiny, you know, kitten hats. And um, you know, my boyfriend was. She was like, put that on Etsy. And I was like, are you sure? That sounds insane. So luckily I have found a whole community of people who like do this for their animals. But um, we would do that. And I noticed that, you know, it kind of makes them a little self-conscious. They're kind of like, why are you shriek laughing at me? Um, the antler hat, the first time cat, that cat ran out and scares the, this other cat like, this other cat like reacted like this was like a wild beast coming down the hall at it so we like lost our mind so you know I kind of have learned over time like try to be as calm as you can um don't like usually my cat hat shoots last like 30 seconds to a minute like not if they're not digging it I just take it off like they're not forcing it on them right um and I I usually I feel like kind of I don't have children yet. Um, obviously, I have a lot of time to make cat hats right now. Uh, so I usually keep, like, I feel like a mom, though. I, like, have toys. I have treats. Um, I'm usually doing it by myself, so I'm, like, multitasking. But it's kind of nice to get, if you really want to get a great shot, like, hold, like, a toy or something up for them to kind of look at and distract from the fact, from the fact that they have that a hat on their head. Right, right. So that's, you know, six years of cat hats photo shoes that's kind of what I've seen now do you think the cats know that they look a little silly do you think they have any idea I do I think um I think Dorothy does yeah sometimes when I take her picture a lot of times actually if she's not feeling it she gives me this look like 
you know what? Like, this is embarrassing. I don't need a hat on my head. Like, you can see it. The way she cuts her eyes at me, it's like, no. Uh, I'm looking at I a photo do. right now. I think, is she wearing a mistletoe hat in one of these pictures? Oh, yeah. He, yeah, so the mistletoe hat. Was... She has this look on her face like, you did not just hang mistletoe from my yeah. hat. If you try to kiss me, I'm going to scratch you. But to me, that's kind of like when I decide what I'm going to design, it's kind of like, this is hilarious. Like, by the time you get this on their head, they don't want to kiss. They want you to take it off. (laughs) Have people said, you know, you just are taking this too far? Have you had any critics? Um, Um, Yeah, I have. Like, uh, you have to be kind of thick-skinned about it, which I think, I guess, has helped me in the end. You know, just being authentic and true to yourself, like, when you're going to go out on a limb, like, I kind of live in my own little, like, world sometimes, and you don't always think that people are going to take it the wrong way, but, you know, they do, and, yeah, I've had people who think it's, like, very cruel, and so that I kind of try to be really open, like, you know what, like, it, I don't, I love my animals, like, adore them, I don't make them walk around in hats every day for hours, like, this is, like, once a week, I put a hat on them for 30 seconds, they get cat treats, and lots of love, like, uh, but yeah, some people do, they feel like it's ridiculous, but I guess that could be true for lots of different crafts when it comes to, like, animals or right. even babies, you right. know? Oh, yeah, people put some ridiculous stuff on their on their kids, yeah. and they, yeah. yeah, and dogs are wearing outfits sometimes. I mean, I never put an outfit right. on my dog. Well, that's not true. I did right. put an Old Navy t-shirt that was made for dogs on my dog once. <laughs> she gave me this look, like... You 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 just killing me, and I took it off yeah. almost immediately. Well, I took a photo first. <laughs> I took it off, and I'm like, never again will we yeah. ever put a T-shirt on Alaska right. Hound that does not need any additional warmth. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I find that like when I got Dorothy, she is so great, and she really is like so tolerant of not only my knitting but just like by crazy like singing her songs <laughs> like you know picking her up carrying her around like a baby like you say dear Justine like you know I've grown up with kittens and I just that's like you know I I just love animals so she totally tolerates it but for me the cat hat uh when they initially started it was just like oh this is like fun and cute but I have pictures of her now that I will get to cherish longer than unfortunately she gets to be with me and right. that's kind of what I like to kind of tell people, like, you know, like, at the end of the day, you're going to capture something about them, and it's going to be memorable. And that's why I love the book, because these are captured with other cats, like, all throughout that book. So even if you don't knit, even if you don't like cats, like, some of those pictures are hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, so I love that people can do that with their own animals and just kind of create that experience. So do you have um, a favorite cat hat? That you make, that you really like to put on your cat? Um, so the mistletoe is probably one of my all-time favorites because uh, they don't, because so, it kind of dangles and it's sort of funny. Um, I try really hard not to make it, like, insanely annoying for them. Like, I try so that they can't see that dangle because that just feels, like, cruel. <laughs> like, right. it's a dangling thing. Um, but I love... I think that's so cute. I also do like a Grinch hat at Christmas, which I kind of created for Sinclair because he's so Grinchy about wearing them. So, um, yeah, I, for sure. I love, I love the holiday ones, but 
Uh, recently, I did like a carrot top one, and I have red hair, so right now I'm like, that's so funny. They're going to be a carrot top like me. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, uh, I kind of love all of them. Um, it's been really fun to share them with people. I think I fall back in love with different ones, you know, right? every time. So, well, I mean, in your book, there's everything from mohawks to chickens, yeah, pumpkins, yeah. a dinosaur, even a mm-hmm. cowboy hat. There's candy corn, a Santa hat, a couple different Santa hats, a shark. Um, mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. This look, it looks like dog ears and a yeah. ba- baby bear ears, a feline mm-hmm. fox, um, and then a lion. I mean, there's all. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it. In and, and the photos, you really do have to see the photos to really fully appreciate these um these creations here and i'm really curious about how did you okay so you you were doing this put you started your etsy shop and then you were approached by a publisher it sounds like to to put Mm -hmm. together a book so how did that come together yeah um so yeah so basically like even a few years ago i thought okay well like at some point like knitting cat hats like you know, when I started, there really wasn't anyone doing it. But, you know, there's other people now who kind of have taken, like, the cat hat thing mm-hmm. out. So um, I always wanted to have a book. And I was just really super blessed to be approached by uh, Running Press Books, which they're located in the USA. They actually picked up the book from Corto Books in London. But I was approached by them. They had ordered some cat hats, like some staff members had. And they wanted to do a book. So I, it kind of fell into my lap. I was really, really lucky um, about that. So this kind of worked out. And they totally took it to the place that I hoped that they would. They made it so fun. I couldn't be more pleased with how they photographed it and designed it. Well, that's really cool. So how long did you work on your book? Um, I was approached, like, last December. And all the writing... Uh, wrapped up at the end of last July, and then the edits were finalized in the fall. Oh, wow. So, so okay, that came together pretty quickly then. No, as far as books pretty go. pretty quickly. It felt super intense, but um, you kind of forget all of that, and and then you're like, oh, that was, that was easy. That was quick. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was an intense period. Will there be a book, too? I would love to have a book, too. Uh, actually... In my experience with Etsy, the holiday hats are the ones that people, they use them for, like, Christmas cards and, you know, just oh yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so I would love to kind of take the holiday stuff out just individually and kind of come up with a, a more themed book. And do a holiday, holiday hat theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And it, for photographers in particular, these are fun accessories because it is just a way to get a pretty hilarious photo with you know just one accessory you got to shoot fast because the cats are not gonna cooperate (laughs) Uh uh-huh you got to be quick you have to be prepared like you can't put it on them and then go grab your stuff you gotta have it no right and then you want to take it off before they try to destroy the hat absolutely and the good thing about the hats is they're um i mean from what i can tell you know obviously i i don't know for sure but they seem they're comfortable they're stretchy so I've never experienced sitting on a cat where they were in, you know, discomfort. They were probably a little humiliated or, or mad. <laughs> well, it's probably but, more of um, the laughing. Take them off. The laughing. Yeah, that, yeah the it's laughing. not. Yeah, they're not they're harmful like, to the to the cat in any way because no, there's there's no, like a there's ear holes, and um, mm-hmm. and that's the, the for people who have not seen this book yet. Basically, you have a basic construction where each hat is built around having a a base piece that. Um, 
the, provides holes for the ears. So these go right across, mm -hmm. right across the top of the head. And then you have uh, mm -hmm. either a hat or a mohawk or whatever you want to attach to that base yeah. piece. And so it makes it easy for people who are learning to knit or they're maybe, you know, they're not super experienced, but they want to make these hats. You have uh, from pretty basic designs to more advanced. Uh, what have you learned through this process? I mean, doing something that's a little <laughs> bit unusual, what have you learned? Um, well, okay, so I've learned definitely to never take yourself too seriously. I've learned that uh, I think the things that are truly unique to you, like expressing yourself and being an individual, it requires a lot of bravery, but it pays off in the end. Mm -hmm. um, people get really scared. I think I love Pinterest, but there's this culture of just emulating what everyone else is doing. Oh, yeah. But if you're willing to kind of just let your mind go to that crazy creative spot and embrace it, you can reach out and you can meet people. Like, I love talking to you, and that's the reason I do it. Like, you get to meet people that you share this commonality with. Um, but otherwise, you know. You might not. So I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about trusting my, uh, you know, crazy cat dreams. But also, like, <laughs> whatever comes out in the future, like, I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to roll with it. And I think that's what you kind of hope when you pursue an artistic or creative endeavor. So it's, it's been great. It's interesting, too, because you started out um, going to fashion design school. Mm -hmm. you, know, you went to school in London, mm -hmm. of all places, you know, where there's some, I'm, serious, I'm sure, some very serious fashion designing going on. Oh, um, yeah. Now, yeah. do any of your former classmates know where you took your design, like what direction you went with your designing? <laughs> um, yeah, well, actually, so one of my really good friends from high school, uh, she was also in London. So, yes, like, I've definitely enjoyed kind of catching her up on it. And she's, you know, very supportive. I think people, when they see that, like, you have a sense of humor about it, and they also kind of see that it, it, it has been able to be an effective business for me. Right. Um, they're kind of like, oh, okay, because it's some solid ground. So, yes, I haven't uh, gotten to link up with the professor that was sort of my mentor there. I would love, I think he would think it was fantastic, actually. Uh, <laughs> well, I think, I think it's time would, to shoot him but... an email because he has to yeah. know about this. Yeah, get him an autographed Absolutely. copy because, yeah, this is yeah. pretty pretty unusual. And I, like I said, I have not, I know that people make, uh, there are other people out there who make accessories for animals, but I think mm -hmm. that um, one of the things that makes this so funny, though, is the expressions on the cat's faces. Because I would say that most of these cats kind of look like something happened to them. They're not really sure what. Um, they're wearing a hat. <laughs> and they're, you know, they're just not real, you know, they're not quite sure with how yeah, they feel about like, it. Yeah, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Uh -huh. And there is definitely a, a high level of humor here. So, you know, I think mm -hmm. this book is going to sell to people who don't even knit or crochet. Uh, do, yeah, I hope do you, so. what, what do you think about that? Um, well, my hope is that it will, like you said, kind of sell the people who might not knit or crochet and either they'll find someone to make them for them or they're just going to enjoy the photos of it <laughs> um, because I know that I would. Even if I wasn't a knitter or a crocheter, I would love to see these pictures because like you said, that you're going to get a look. If you put it on a, on a cat, you're going to get a reaction because uh, they're going to wonder what, what you're trying to do, <laughs> like what's going on right now. Is there anything else that you want the people to know about you, your book? We basically covered it. So, like, I always kind of, and one goal that I did have doing this podcast to kind of let people know that, yes, I do have a sense of humor about it. Please don't torture your cats. 
by making them wear hats for an unrealistic period of time. <laughs> what is reasonable? What so, is a reasonable amount of time in your experience? I would say 30 seconds to a minute, okay. um, unless you have a rock star cat. So I have a friend who has a cat named Winston, who sadly is not in the book, but he is the most amazing cat hat model. That cat will rock a hat, and he is, like, super handsome, and I'm going to have to get some pictures or a video up of him. He will drink his water with that hat on. He will take a nap with it on. He is not bothered. So Maybe I would he has poor circulation and he needs it to be warmer. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he does. I think that he knows how, like, kids are always like, you're so handsome. And he's like, yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's um, like, so wow, I love this. I love the attention. He's like loving the attention. <laughs> oh, um, he's super God. self-confident. So, but I would think he, Winston is the exceptional cat. Right. So like, Please do not, like, force your animals to kind of, like, buy into it. But um, I really hope that people will kind of explore some techniques with the book that they haven't tried before. And since it's just a cat hat project, you know, it might give them a little more confidence right, um, sure. in that. And you kind of have, like, a model on hand if you have a cat right next to you. Just, like, throw it on the head and kind of see how it's shaping up. But, um you know, people can, you can modify the design super easy, like both those colors, like you were saying for Justine's party hat, like making the base match her fur. Yeah, when you do that, like it looks like fun. it's really, it's really floating on her head. Kind and, of floating and, there. And, and that's something that's really easy. You just match the, whatever your cat, whatever color your cat is, match the base, and then it will look like the hat is a separate unit, like just sitting on their head. Yeah. And it's hilarious. You kind of get that effect. Yeah, it's super fun. You can increase the uh, ear hole size for, like, dogs or, like, some of my cat clients on Etsy. Uh, I kind of customize the sizes because they might be a bigger breed of cat. There's right. a lot of flexibility with that stitch count. And so certainly if anyone has any questions on that, I would be happy to email them. But you just kind of increase those stitches. So you can play a lot with that space of it and uh, keep sort of your attachments the same. It's kind of a similar technique to when you stitch together toys, whether right. they're knitted or crocheted. Um, so you kind of can have a lot of fun. So I, I definitely would love it if people would tag me, especially on like Instagram or Facebook. I love seeing the interpretations of it. Um, but I, I'm hoping that people will take it to like their own next level, kind of have fun with it. Yeah, so. and, and they're they're fat, pretty fast to make, so it's a a pretty. Uh, if you're not someone who wants to work on a project for six or seven weeks or a year or two, um, this is mm -hmm. something that's really pretty quick, and you definitely will make a statement. Your friends and family may get concerned if you haven't expressed any cat lady tendencies or cat man. Is there even, is there such a thing as cat man? Um, there, it's more like cat lady. Uh, I don't know. Cat. Yeah. There, I don't there know. Are I don't know what the term men. is. You got cat men. I don't know. Um, it sounds, I don't know what the term is. Know. I'm going to have to. We need a term for that. I need to research they, that. They exist. Because I know there's yeah, men out like, there who knit for their cats. There's, there's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. And they are probably like the most awesome guys ever. Oh yeah. Like, they would knit with that's us. That's amazing. They would knit cat yeah. with us instead of like yeah. just talking about it on a plane. Um, <laughs> I was not able to get either of these gentlemen to want to knit like with me. Um, right. but they were at least very supportive. So I have to be, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Like some people, when I was writing the book, like I had a friend who was like, Oh, like, is your target audience, like kind of older ladies, you know, with cats. And I was like, um, no, although I love older ladies and I love cats. So, you know, that's fantastic. But no, um, I actually kind of have gotten the most support from people who don't knit and don't have cats. 
Um, I think they are the most shocked by the end result. So I, I love that you happen to meet some gentlemen who are so supportive of you and your public meeting. Well, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add that I didn't ask you. Uh, it sounds like you, you're having fun with this. I'm having fun. I've really enjoyed talking to you about it. This has been like so much fun. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I'd like to thank Sarah Thomas for being a guest on the show and for inspiring me to try to knit hats for cats. Now I have hats for Justine and the other cats in our life, which is really just hysterical. Uh, This book has inspired a lot of laughter in my house. It's been fun. It's been really fun. This is probably the only craft book that I've had this kind of experience with. So that's really fun. I want to thank Andy Corner from The Flight from New York to Detroit and Salvador Jimenez Flores for also humoring me on the flight from Detroit to Grand Rapids. So uh, these gentlemen were kind enough to chat with me about this book and page through it. I want to thank once again the sponsors who are contributing through Patreon to keep Craft Sanity going. Thank you so much for doing that. I really appreciate it. And also a special thanks to acshomeandwork.com. That's where I get my tea towels, folks, for all the printmaking that I do when I'm not knitting hats for cats. <laughs> so thank you to my sponsors. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. I hope you have been entertained by this episode. I know I had fun producing it, to say the least. I also want to thank Jonathan Lopez for taking some photos that will be appearing on the blog on Tuesday when I will be participating in the blog tour for Cats and Hats, the book by Sarah Thomas that we featured today. So stop over to craftsanity.com. You can stop over today to find out more information about Sarah's book, uh, but there'll be even more information on Tuesday. So keep an eye out for that. And I am still continuing to write weekly on the blog, so you can stop over and see what I have up my sleeve. Last week's post was a bit melancholy, but uh, I definitely have not lost my sense of humor, folks. So if this episode is any indication, I'm still in that period of figuring out what's next, and um, I'm kind of making an adventure of that. So I have to finish out the semester at GRCC, the college where I teach, and I don't have a contract beyond that. It would be nice to continue, but I am an adjunct, so we live in that perpetual state of uncertainty about our professional futures. And I also need to work out the financials of how I can continue to write for the web. If you're interested in partnering with me, by all means, I invite you to get in touch and see what what kind of plan we can hatch. Yeah, so in the meantime, I'm just going to have as much fun as I can and try to find some cool stories to tell you. If you have story ideas for me, by all means, get in touch. You can email jennifer at craftsanity.com. All right, so I better get to the pool. It's time for lap swim. I'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at CraftSanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at CraftSanity.etsy.com. Same time next.